Okay, so okay, so what it is actually is there, but for the grace of God go I, uh, right? And it's a recognition that others' misfortune could be one's own if it weren't for the blessing of the divine. Okay, I think I yeah. did kind of understand yeah. most of that before uh, before you you laid it out for me. But, yeah, but good I, to know. It's funny when you you're 39 and you're learning. You know, yeah, man, <laughs> basic yeah, shit. Man. We all are. So uh, yeah, uh, welcome to this strange life. We're one man short today, uh, and I think I'll introduce myself as. Uh, trench coat mafia mickey today because uh we've been doing well I, i've been doing a lot of research on on columbine because next week we've got, uh, uh, we've got jeff cass author coming on to to this columbine we're going to do uh willie we're going to do like a series of heavy hitting kind of disasters massacres uh all that kind of shit so yeah trench, coat, trench yeah. coat mafia mickey today and and uh please uh watch out for that episode coming down your tube soon man. Do you remember when that happened, Columbine? You're probably well, it was, in college yeah. or, you know, like post high school, weren't you? Yeah, I think it was 99. Yeah. So I was, well, yeah, I was 20 then. So, yeah, I will have just been, uh, so you will have only been, what, 10? E, 19, yeah, like 12, 11, something like that. And so, so do, sorry, do you want, should we introduce you first? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is Willie Columbine expert, Delius. Uh, yeah. Um, good to be here. Uh, yeah. And. That, I remember that when I was like 11 or 12, and it's just yeah. crazy to look back on now because it really kicked off like a whole, uh, you know, disaster of a movement of, of kids, yeah. you know, doing it, you know, so, without so, getting too deep into it now because we're going to go in next episode. Yeah. It's just interesting, you know, to but, be. But what I wanted to know, Willie, was um, do, do, do you remember the feeling in school before and after? Or were you too young? I think at 10, 12 mm, years old. You're yeah, too young. I don't think I was really processing uh, yeah. the, the meaning the, behind that, really. Yeah, but a lot of the stuff I read, it was like straight after that, then school became like a, quite, a, quite a nervous place to be and teachers yeah. were nervous and then suddenly you've got to walk through metal detectors to get into a school and fucking teachers are armed and you've got guards at school. and Yeah, that wasn't so much my experience and part of it is... I just think most of the time when you're a kid, you just don't think that way. You know, maybe nowadays, mm. maybe nowadays kids do more, but I feel like there was more of an innocence that, that I had and my friend group had back then. And probably part of that is, uh, you know, just the lack of like intrusive social media and media in general. It was just much less then. And it was, yeah, I felt like life was less serious for teens back then than kind of yeah. it is now. Well, it was right at the beginning of the social media age, wasn't it? And it's interesting because they, they Dylan Klebold and uh, Harris, I can't remember his first name, something Harris. Darren Harris or something like that. Or, yeah, I can't, I can't remember. But, um, he, he, um, they, they did these things called the basement tapes. Um. And they, they did all sorts of videotapes, like filming themselves, like fucking around around school. And but then they did these basement tapes, which haven't actually been released to the public. But the, there's you can find transcripts online. But I was thinking, if that was now today, that would be all over YouTube. Oh I my mean, god! Th- th- yeah. Those things would they'd probably have a channel. Yeah, and they'd probably be spouting like that. Um, like the other weird kid who who shot all those people. Um, he was like oh, I can't remember his name now. But uh, was he a student? School, yeah, school shooter. Mm. Um, oh, let me find. Yeah, the, the, he, not the Sandy Hook one. No, 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 not not Sandy Hook. Hang on. Um, school 
shooter. There's so many that it's hard to uh, it's hard to pick out which one, you know. YouTube. Um. Yeah. No. This. Yeah. As you say, there's there's so many, and and isn't it? You. I think you touched on it a little bit earlier in our conversation. You said that it wasn't really a thing, was it? No. Before then, and, no. and now it's like that. There's been so many, and it's almost like. Do, do you ever think that sometimes just the idea of doing something isn't in people's consciousness, is it? Yeah, right. And then suddenly once somebody does it, it's like, poof, oh. And then it suddenly comes Opens into up like this whole new... Zeitgeist. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I feel it's like that with uh, some terrorist attacks as well, isn't totally. it? Totally. You know, when yeah. like someone drives a car into people and then suddenly, ah, that, that's right. right. And then it suddenly becomes the fucking new... Totally. But... um. Yeah, it, it's in, like, terrorism. Oh, man, I heard a great quote about terrorism. I don't know, I'm not going to remember it now. That's hard to remember but quotes. It, it, it was like, uh, <laughs> it was like um, theatrical... Um, it was something like... It, it's like theatrical murder or, so, or something like that. Right. But, but basically what he was saying is that the idea of, 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 terror, of terrorism is to just create fear, isn't it? And it's not necessarily about yeah. body count. And it's just about... Set, uh, scaring people. I th- I'd say, like, with a lot of things, it's about like creating a good narrative, like a yeah. colorful, you know, yeah. like strong, frightening narrative in in some way. Like, like yeah. September 11th, you know, like seeing a, a massive <laughs> building yeah. crumbling down is like such a symbolic yeah, thing, I you mean, know. Oh, fucking hell, man. Yeah, you're so right. Im- imagine being like Osama bin Laden or, or you know, the uh, Al Qaeda or whatever. And seeing those images of the fucking World Trade Center coming down, that must have been like, they must have been high-fiving each other. <laughs> Can you imagine? Popping open the champagne. And, can they drink? I don't know. If they drink right, something. maybe not. Maybe popping something open, though. Yeah. <laughs> popping a young boy's bottom. <laughs> popping a young boy's bottom oh, open. Oh, yikes. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So back to the school thing. Could you, I mean, did, could you ever have foreseen that, like, in the UK? Like, it's hard to put yourself in that those shoes, but like, could you ever have seen that happen in the UK? Like kids outcasts getting bullied. Like, do you ever feel like you're like, Oh God, I looking back, like shouldn't have fucked with that kid. That's a yeah. dangerous kid or, you know, like definitely man. But, um, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, uh, yes, uh, to answer your question, there was some real psychopaths in our school. Yeah. And, uh, I think if people had access to weapons, you know, they might have, just yeah. bl- bloody use them yeah but it's it, it's weird isn't it that i don't know that there's no there's never been any sort of school massacres in, in england there was one in scotland but it was a guy it was like a, a it was a primary school it was in dunblane in in uh in scotland and and some he like, was just a dude that walked in yeah he walked into a primary school and started shooting everyone with it with a shotgun it was jesus it was christ horrible, but yeah it's so, so we're, I think we're getting onto this like gun argument now, aren't we? That, <laughs> I know, which we've been on before, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, but but it's relevant though, isn't it? So, yeah. so why? I mean, I, well, actually though, but the fact of the matter is that in America, there been there was one guy that walked around school with a knife, there wasn't, and started stabbing loads of people, and yeah, yeah we haven't had that in the UK. So right. maybe it's just something to do with the yeah. you, you, you Yankees are just <laughs> so fucked up. I don't know. <laughs> I, th- I mean, I think. Uh, it's definitely a violent country. You know, people use weapons there a lot and there's like mm. a culture around that. And then I just feel like Columbine like opened this floodgate there that mm. maybe, maybe it, I don't know, for whatever reason it didn't cross borders, but it really 
you know, it really pro- proliferated all, all that kind of stuff. And, and it, it's definitely something that, uh, is scary, like mental health for teens and that giving them, you know, any teen with the internet access can find some way to, to wield a weapon, you know, yeah. and, and it's just way more prevalent in the States and it, it's definitely scary. And I think if I had kids, it'd be something that I would think about, you know, yeah, you'd have to. And it's, I'm, it's just a bummer for, I'm, I'm just looking now at, uh, on Wikipedia of stats of a, or a list of school, school shootings in yeah, America. Like, and you've got like, uh, 2000 Flint, Michigan. Yeah. 2000 Lake Worth, Florida. Uh, 2000. Well, you had three in 2000. One death, one death, two deaths, uh, two deaths, uh, Kansas, two. Th- you, what, hang on. Uh, Why are there so many? There are, there are one, two, three, four, five, six. Six just in 2000, but there's only like one or two people dead. Right. But I, I guess like these aren't the really, the, the really famous ones, aren't no. they? But, but you're right. It's just, I don't know. How, how's it going to resolve itself? And the, the problem is, is that these people, they just, they do get attention, right? In, right. In, 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 uh, in the media. Hmm. Uh, and I think the best thing that the media can do is not report on it or, or right. just not give names out yeah. not, and not make these people. Cause you, you hear so why it. don't they, you know, like, I, I like know. I'm sure it's a clicks thing or, you know, but yeah. if you ran a media company and you knew you're doing good by not releasing this name yeah. and making somebody infamous, why would you not want to be a part of that? Yeah. Make some kind of well, alliance well, on it, you know? Well, well, in my research today, today um, the Columbine shooting was like CNN's, one of CNN's biggest ever viewership. Yeah. So it's it's horrible to say, but you can see in like the, the fat cats with the cigars in, in the back rooms <laughs> are all like high-fiving each other. Totally. Like, aren't they insane? What a great day for fucking for media but i mean you could really localize a lot of that to what happened in the thai caves you know like look how into that event with those boys stuck in the caves yeah i bet those media companies made a shitload more money the past couple of weeks than they had yeah. for the months before yeah, man. and then uh, by the same token uh the government while they were in the cave came out and said when the boys get out of the cave leave them the fuck alone don't yeah. interview them and now like international news like abc in the states came in and interviewed like one of the 11 year old boys and yeah. it's, there's just no there's no honor in the yeah. media game you know it's just i saw um like every day when the thai cave thing came on tv at night they had like their own little logo yeah didn't they have like the kids like a little sort of cartoon sort yeah. of drawing of the kid it was like a little logo almost for this like sort of well yeah averted disaster but yeah it's it's funny isn't it but again it's news isn't it and and we want to we do want to see it don't we it's, we it's do. not that we don't want to see it but but what surprises me is that the the amount of um letters and like love proposals and stuff these murders murderers and serial killers specific to columbine killers. or well in general well obviously that they're, they're they're dead now but um yeah uh that it happens all the time uh, they, they always get like a load of uh, proposals and, uh, and and like fan mail and shit, man. And oh man, that's so creepy. But it, I, I think so. It shows that humans are just attracted to you know darkness, infamy, uh, fame, so. or you know, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, like, and especially young. We people. have a, sometimes a hard time separating. Like, yeah, it, and it's probably something. Um, 
I can just see that chair snapping, Willie. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, like <laughs> I'm pushing it right now. <laughs> I love to lean back in my chair and piss my parents off since I was like ten years old. <laughs> um, but oh, sorry, where were we? But yeah, it's, I think it does speak to a darkness that that's inside us all. Um, and I, I don't know, mate. It's fucking. I, I just think that. Maybe it's some like evolutionary thing that that yeah. we that we want to follow the the strongest and, and most like lethal person because at the end of the day the right. if if and and oh yeah and and this is probably it that if if you're friends with that person and you're in that person's inner circle then then you're safe or something so right yeah it probably speaks to to something like that that makes sense to me but yeah I, I was just thinking about the whole high school thing though with how, how was high school for you was it was it a good experience it was a good experience yeah I had like yeah. a really strong friend group that I'm still sort of close with some of them today yeah. and. I mean, of course, that at that age, you're still you're just figuring out so much shit and so much shit mm. like you don't understand emotionally and stuff. But I didn't have a high school experience where um, like I needed to get out of there, you know, which yeah. I, I feel fortunate about because a, a lot of people do, yeah. you know, okay. and a lot of that's random too. you know, it's like how you navigate, you know, middle school and then you get to high school and are you like cool or not? And so much of that shit you're not in control of you know life post high school is way more meritocracy than yeah. high school so i feel a little bit lucky to be in that in that kind of group in that group but uh what about you yeah so I, th- I think the same as you my my social life at high school was brilliant yeah um i i was a part of uh <clears throat> have you ever seen the the english tv show the inbetweeners yeah yeah i have where so i wasn't one of the like popular kids but i wasn't I wasn't uh, an outcast either. Yeah. And I had a great group of friends and we were always the, the kids who were like smoking, you know, around the, <laughs> around the side of the sports hall as it was in our school. Um, you could go, we had a, like a little wooded area by the side of our sports hall. So we'd all, all yeah. go smoking cigarettes around there. And uh, by the time we were 13, 14, we were smoking weed and really? <laughs> getting, yeah. uh, getting some ecstasy tablets <laughs> and, and all that. So we, we had a great, and I'm still friends with most of those guys. So yeah. I, I had a great experience with socially at school, yeah. but oh, the school fucking aspect. sitting in the lessons drove me mad. Yeah. Like I, I fucking hated it. I hated learning. I, I fucking hated tests. Yeah. You know, like the, the, just the thought of doing a test, like you, you work hard all year and it's all boils down to this fucking 45 minute performance where yeah. it's not really about how fucking brain you are. It's just about how well you remember shit. Yeah. You know, and, and that's bullshit. man. Right. It totally selects for like these certain criteria, you know, that mm. are not really relevant to a, a lot of life or and B it's like kind of unfair to put kids in this box where just yeah. this one set of, you know, w- circumstances, w- you good at, uh, success, re- revision, revision, like of writing. No, oh, so maybe they call it something different in America, but yeah. in, in England we call it revi- when you're revising for your exams. Oh, so studying? Studying. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh, so, no. So what I used to do was, was, <laughs> not. was get all my textbooks and like read through it and then I'd record myself talking. Really? Like through all the shit. Yeah, and then what kind of device did you have back in the day? To record? Oh, I had a flat, like a flat tape recorder, which yeah. like, o- which like opened up at the top like an old uh, VHS uh, <laughs> a video machine. I can picture, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you used to have to hold uh, play and record down at the same time, and then talk into it. So, yeah. so I'd what I'd do is I'd um, I'd go through all my notebooks for the year, and then I, I would condense all the important points down to one A four piece of paper, uh, and the way I did it 
is this interesting for people? Keep going, finish it. Yeah. Uh, maybe not interesting for people. <laughs> but um, what I'd do is I, I would then like write all the pertinent points down from the year from the year and all like the this, the important like shit I needed to know. But I'd, I wouldn't write it like uh, at, at like uh, zero degrees. I'd write it at like different angles and like different. That would so, help. So you. It was a lot like more pictorial. Sure. So it, it was like more of a piece of art, yeah. And then uh, and then I'd record that onto a tape and then listen to the tape while I went to sleep because I I'd that's heard, an interesting method. I'd heard somewhere <laughs> that uh, where, when you when you're going to sleep and you you listen to something that you absorb it better. I think that's bullshit. I yeah, that sounds like some pre-internet 1990s yeah. hearsay. But but actually, I did pretty well in my. I got like bees. Uh, yeah, I. I so. I had a hard time like maintaining consistency with trying. Like I'd go through like yeah. good pit waves and bad waves where I just like didn't care. And I was yeah. more focused on social stuff. And, mm. um, you know, I, I, I wasn't a good studier to be honest. Like I, I just lose focus or, you know, make excuses mm. and stuff like that, yeah. but still me, me too, do okay man. at the end of the day and so, what, get what, the job done. Yeah. 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 And my, my, my mom and dad split up when I was about 12. Um, and, uh, so so when I was in my final year at school, I basically didn't go. You didn't have to? Like, no, there was nobody I holding you accountable? Didn't have to, and there was nobody holding me account accountable. But yeah. I, I would, I did, I did study, though, for my exams. Uh, so I, I really did try and sort of study, so I did pretty well. But, but then um, after that, I went to college one day a week uh, while I was working and, and uh, continued because I had to do it to, to get this HNC to be an architectural technician. Yeah. But I remember at the age of 19 or 20 when somebody said to me, Mike, okay, you can go on to do a degree now. Right. And I just said, fuck that. I got on one more school. I fucking hated yeah. learning so much and I was so glad to be, to be out of it. I but wonder if you proposed, like if the rules switched somehow and kids could decide after maybe grade seven or eight if they could keep going to school or whatever go learn a vocation you know and they had more options i wonder what percent would stay in school i think i think that's a wonderful idea though. yeah i think maybe when you at least when you're like 13 or 14 they should be filtering people right who's good at doing maths and doing fucking geography and all that shit and who's good at like being an electrician and a joiner and a carpenter yeah. and all that shit and they should like because uh, 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 our I don't know about in the US, but in our schools, there's no like vocate. You you have one no. one class which is about one or two hours a week of uh, we call it tech. Yeah, we where you'd like that. have to build a fucking bird bird feeder or something yeah. like that. Yeah, we'd build like a like a toolbox or yeah. like some shit like that. Yeah, and yeah, it, exactly. it's really cool because uh, and they were always your favorite lessons. Yeah, it was they? so fun. Yeah. We uh, I remember I still remember building a bunch of shit. You know yeah. that sticks with me to to this day a lot more than the and it's interesting, the, isn't it? Some the, of the math. You know the, the why? So, so why when when kids gravitate towards that using their hands and uh, and uh, it was a Brian Callan. Uh, saying yeah. that I heard that his son was being told that his hands were like hot lava and he wasn't allowed to use them. Do you right. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I, I thought, what a beautiful way to put it. You know, kids being told that their hands are hot lava and just yeah. to just to hold them down or, or put put them around a pen and just write and shit. It's it's total bullshit. I imagine a lot it's of the bullshit. argument though is like, how do you like the public school system is a massive organization. So how do you scale something that big if you are able to? to offer like so many different opportunities for people or all these different paths. Maybe it's, it's difficult for them to come up with a, a system that, that works and scales. But I think eventually 
you got to try, you got to try some new shit. Like you got to introduce, like I, I always think about, and I see a lot of people on Twitter talking about putting into your curriculum, like, like financial literacy, like how to do a mortgage, how to mm. meditate, uh, you know, like all these things of life that you are kind of left on your own to figure out as an adult mm. and uh, put that into the curriculum in, you know, middle school and high school and expose kids to how does a market like the stock market work like uh, yeah. stuff like that, that otherwise Dude. you're just left on your own to figure it out I as fucking, an adult. And some people uh, do, some don't, you know, mate, I fucking love what you just said then. Uh, and I, I, I echo it like so deeply that you don't get taught any fucking life skills. Do you like how to fucking what a mortgage is? Like you said, how to work it out. Yeah. Or how, uh, how healthy out, eating, you know, how, like, yeah, how to fill out a tax return, how yeah, to fucking, yeah. <laughs> you know fucking change your plug or yeah and, and flat I, tire yeah so, so why why aren't kids taught i mean i i always thought there should be a lesson uh, and we had a lesson at school called home economics oh uh, yeah which, which was like fucking ha- how to like which part of the oven's the hottest and how to like cook a fucking yeah that needs to that. be updated for the 21st century yeah. we had the same thing but it was like baking a pie like making a sweatshirt with a sewing machine yeah and it was a cool class i remember that but like there should be more of that and that should be integrated into like like in math like teach some applied math from to the stock market or you know like um yeah how credit cards work and credit and that kind of stuff so that people have an understanding of that at a younger age so that you don't make really shitty decisions when you're exposed to that freedom when you're 21 or 23 or whatever yeah yeah uh yeah that'd be an easy one a big one and an easy one to change you know yeah i mean all that shit i'm just wondering should we we answer this call yeah take the call take it on the air (laughs) or maybe not We've got Jimmy on the line, uh, who's who's late for the podcast. Uh, let, let's uh, we might cut this bit out. But, uh, <laughs> I don't have one, but I'm in, oh, fucking. okay. It's a no go. Let, let's break for one second. All right. Hey, we're back. Uh, apologies for that. Yeah, we had uh, Crypto Jimmy uh, calling in. <laughs> The legend. Jimmy, if you're listening, sort your head out. Um, right, yeah, so wh- where were we, man? We were talking about school, weren't we? And um, the, the reason I, I sort of brought that up, right, l- listen to this. Yeah. Um, I read this in the paper yesterday. I went for a lovely little dinner with my wife yesterday, and there was a Daily Mail in there, a British newspaper, and I don't normally get to... Uh, oh, to you you read the uh, hard copy of it? Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. So listen to this, man. This is totally fucked. Um, uh, Pupils, yeah, silence, please, is a common refrain in schools. And one secondary school is going further by enforcing it uh, in between lessons. (laughs) Right? Uh, So listen to this. Like, pupils have to walk in an orderly line between classes without talking to create a calm environment at Albany School in Havering, East London. They also have to stay quiet when queuing in the playground in their form groups before morning lessons and after break. Head teacher Val Mason, 51, said number of pupils in isolation for poor behaviour halved in just a month. And after she, uh, in just a month after she brought the new rules. There are several reasons why we did it. Listen to this, Willie. That we wanted to create a calm and academic atmosphere like a high-end institution. 
right? Listen to this. The second reason is that we believe in equality for all, so even your meekest, most underconfident child should be given the space to grow. And the third is that science creates a very mutual, respectful relationship between students and staff. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> I, right, sitting sitting quietly in lessons for an hour is is fucking crazy enough for some kids. I mean, there but by the grace of God, go I. Oh, um, you know, I I was I managed to sit there in a reasonably fucking good. Uh, and calm manner, but some kids were just bouncing off walls. And nowadays they're drugged, aren't they? Uh, and, and this is a big problem. And like I said before, they're, they're told that their hands are like hot lava and they can't yeah. use them. And and it, I wonder if I wonder if as many kids are drugged in the UK as they are in, in the US. But it's a big problem in the US, right? Sure, yeah. The, the, Overprescribed. Uh, yeah. And when you're a kid, you want to fucking bounce off the wall, don't you? You want to run around. Yeah. I mean, if you remember the school holidays and the summer holidays, you would you'd be out from eight in the morning till fucking eight at night till your mum called you in. Yep. Um, and you'd be fucking running all round for all day. I mean, do, do you remember at school at lunchtime and in the lessons? Did you used to play sports? Yeah, we call it recess. You know, yeah. that was the best part of the day. And, and you used to like in we play football. Fo- football, yeah. 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 Uh, and even in even in the ten minute one in, yeah. in the morning and afternoon, we, we'd go out and we'd play football, and we'd come in with our shirts were like grass stained and we're sweating, and and it was fucking great. Those like ten minute or thirty minute or forty five minute lunchtime releases were so good. Yeah. So imagine now, not only can you not fucking talk in lessons, but in between class, that time where you get to gossip with your mates and and talk about fucking last night's TV and yeah. which girls you think are, are fit and all that, you know, that nice time that you have with your mates, and, you know, walking to, sure. to class and shit, that's gone as well. So that is, that, that it's is, fucked. But my question is, though, is this like an extreme crazy outlier or do you think this is the trend where everybody's going, you know? I, I hope fucking not. hope not, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. I hope not, but I don't know, mate. Maybe that is where it's going. This like participation fucking shit where, you know, it's we don't of, have winners and losers and everything's set up for the lowest and weakest kid, yeah. you know, and it can't It sort be of like seems that. like the reason they're shooting for like equality of outcome, you know, as opposed to individuality and, uh, yeah. you know, free market We're going to breed a generation of losers. We're going to breed a generation of wet fannies. We're going to breed a generation of people who can't take, who aren't strong, who aren't leaders, who aren't fucking, who aren't well-rounded people. I mean... I know, I can't imagine my school experience having having to do that. Like, yeah. there's times that you were with your friends in between classes, in you between have five lessons, minutes. You used to running down corridors, shouting, like, yeah. fucking... We used to go and try and sneak a couple of fucking drags off a cigarette in before, <laughs> you know, and then being told... So, so now, basically, those kids are basically silent, basically all day, and apart from maybe a little bit of lunchtime. That is not how a young brain and a young kid wants to fucking live their life. People have energy and I don't know. And I think it's exactly the same in adult life as well, Willie. Yeah. People who, who don't exercise and, and they don't go out and, and run around and, and they don't release that energy. Your body needs it, man. You're yeah. fucking, I mean, 
we're only like how many generations removed from from farmers and, and hunters and gatherers yeah well probably quite a lot actually hunters and gatherers but, <laughs> a few uh, there yeah. yeah but at least like working with our hands on farms and shit yeah well, no more probably, than two pretty much or you know uh yeah exactly and, and now we've been told to fucking sit still and, and stay silent and it's just not what the human body is designed to do yeah uh, and I don't know, man. I mean, I, I know you go running as much as I do. Yeah. And my best moment of the day yeah. are during and after physical exercise and yeah. during and after a run. Yeah. And it, it's just an outlet. It's it's like your fucking body is, is buzzing and it and it's like just wanting to... Bat. Where does that energy go if you don't go on that run, you know? Like I think it, it stores up. It stores up you. and kind of begins to like bubbles over, you know, it begins to kind of come out in really negative ways of like anxiety, overthinking, living in the future, living in the past. Exactly. Anxiety is a fucking big one, man. Yeah. Uh, I mean that, yeah. If there's ever a a good release of like stress and anxiety, it's doing something physical. Do you think there's just a ton more anxiety in the world nowadays than there was 10 years ago, 20 years ago, a hundred years ago? Or do you think yes. it's like a similar no, yeah, line I d- I across? Do. No, I think there's more. I think more there's more, it. yeah. I think there's more, and I think it's culture, and I think it's society, and I think it's exactly shit like I've just said, this yeah. Val woman at this school making people keep quiet. It's social media, yeah. it's TV, it's advertising, yeah. it's the way parents uh, react with their children, it's the breakup of the family unit, it's the breakup of of uh, culture and, and society and 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 um small groups of you know um what what do you call it uh small towns and yeah. you know what's you call it um just uh like look oh man I'm what's the word thing. you're looking for uh, uh, like no. a rural area or something i don't know yeah. community community lack of community community that's the word yeah, yeah. um so it's like uh we, we don't have well I mean, I do. I have a good community of people and a decent community of friends. But, but not so much, your, not like your neighbors, you know. It's not yeah. like it probably was back in the day, you know, where yeah. you mean, know I, the people around you and you have community that way. Here exactly. nowadays, it's well, about I, cultivating a community. Yeah. So, And a lot of that's digital now. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you, you're like me. You live in, you live in a, a building, right? And yeah, my, most of my, my neighbors like... Stories. Do you know them? <laughs> I smile at them. You yeah. know, I don't really... I know a couple of them. Yeah, yeah I a speak, little bit. I probably speak to two out of maybe 50 or 100 you yeah, know, yeah. people. So, yeah, it is weird. But, yeah. But, so, I guess, I guess there's positives and negatives, right, of, of social media. One is that it breaks down the sort of local community, but the second thing is is that it opens up a, another community, a more global community of people that you can connect to if you yeah. have weird kinks or, you know, if you're a zoo oh, who was it we had on the other a couple of weeks ago that was like social media is super powerful but we're all just using it the wrong way for the wrong reasons that was my brother was it that was jimmy yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had yeah. him on yeah. yeah 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 he said we're just using it the wrong way yeah, i mean he's I, so I th- right i think that was a decent insight actually. yeah we're not using it for what it's supposed to be used for but what's it supposed to be used for then? i know there is nothing really it's supposed to be used for but i think he means product productively you know like net productivity and uh the thing that i'm cynical about though is it it, that's just how things are though like like, it's not suddenly going to change you know like we we are like kind of a vain species and we are attracted to certain things and social media accentuates those uh urges and feelings and it's kind of 
it's like a runaway train now, you know, well, like I feel like the toothpaste is out of the tube unless there's some <laughs> big shift that fucking smacks us back across. But, but are we, well, are we interested in shiny things and new things? And do you think, do you think Inherently we are, yeah. Uh, do you think that, I mean, I guess our fascination with gold uh, and like precious metals and beautiful jewelry does go back yeah. a long time. There's like it? an intrinsic thing to that you know where it's not just you want to have value it's like uh, you want to look cool or you know this is scarce you know i don't know for a long time for thousands of years all over the world gold is cool and valuable you know but it is but didn't you know when uh columbus and all those guys um uh they 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 just well discovered in inverted commas america uh didn't didn't the Native Americans have no concept of like possessions and they didn't understand like why gold was so important for them and stuff. And, and yet they were, there were apparently mountains of gold and silver and shit weren't in America and, and uh. Columbus just basically fucking pillaged it all. Didn't <laughs> but I, I As think, he does. Yeah. But I, I don't know. So, yeah. So I guess it's not inherent for everybody, but like, look at Thailand, you know, it's just yeah here. You know, most most places in the world, it has some value. But how do, how do we even get onto that? Uh, well, we were, t- we were talking about social media and marketing right. and stuff like that, and, yeah. and how and why we're susceptible to to, to all this bullshit. Yeah. Um. But I, I don't know. Are we using social media wrong? And and I, I was thinking the other day. I was having a bit of a nostalgia trip. Mm. And uh, those are I, fun sometimes. Yeah, like I just mentioned before, like. Uh, at, uh when you're on school holiday and stuff when you're younger and you go out playing all day man did you used to do that yeah go out at maybe eight in the morning and there was no cell phones on no so my mum would stand on the step of our back door late at night and go michael <laughs> dinner's ready you know, people used to shout. Yeah. They used to just fucking that, shout shit. That was the best <laughs> means of communication. Huh? Yeah. Now that's a text. That's funny. Yeah. We used to go in. If We used to go into local pubs and stuff to use, like, the public telephone. To call home, like, yeah. check in or some shit. Yeah. yeah. But my dad used to take me, me and Steve Hannon. Steve, if you're listening. Hello, brother. Uh, he used to take us fishing, Right. And he used to drop us off in the middle of the fucking woods, man, um, in the morning at like 6 a.m. And it was still like pretty dark. And he used to say, right, I'm going to be back here at 8 p.m. or 7 p.m. or whatever at Do night. Do your thing all day. Do you think? And there was no... So a couple of times, like he, he once he got a flat tire oh, yeah. and he had no way of telling us. So yeah, we, we were like there till like 11 p.m. at night and we were just sat there. In the same spot, we didn't know what the fuck to do. Totally, yeah. Another night, uh, Steve, I can't remember, something happened to Steve, so we ended up walking somewhere, and then we missed him, and, and he didn't know where we were. And it's just so interesting now that, that just kids growing up, they don't have any of these kind of challenges of just yeah. being autonomous and having to solve problems and yeah. having to be a little bit original and a little bit, um, you know, just... I'd not really well, you don't really need to anymore you know and, and it's funny because you could look at that as a negative thing you know and like uh a funny example is like my dad's got like a really good sense of direction and loves maps and he definitely like i definitely know that he like doesn't really like google maps because it makes it so easy mm. that that like talent of his is taken away and you know flattened <laughs> but um 
for kids nowadays, they don't, they don't know that feeling of, oh shit, I can't communicate with anybody. I'm in a little bit of a sketchy situation. Like mm. you were with your friend and your dad's got the flat tire. Nowadays, that's a text, you know, or that's a drop a pin. And it is a step forward, but you definitely lose a little bit of the like sportsmanship of, of figuring out, you know, how to solve those problems and uh, stuff. Yeah. And, and how is that going to affect society as, as we as we go through the years? Are yeah. people going to grow up without any sense of danger and any or, sense of how to deal or with like dealing with adver- adversity? Yeah. yeah, I think there could be something there. I mean, how, are we going to grow up with 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 like? I don't know, like in a hundred, well, maybe, maybe that'll be better. Maybe in a hundred years time, there'll be no war. There'll be hmm. no conflict or anything. Cause everyone's just like, I don't <laughs> want to get involved in this shit. And we don't have the, we don't have the muscle for it anymore. We don't have the that needle for it. I don't know. I don't see that but, happening. Yeah. Cause there's always going to be assholes. There's always going to be assholes that want more, you know? Yeah. And, and I guess even if we, depends how hungry you are. And I guess even if we are growing up in these like safe environments in America and, and the UK, there's still fucking Middle East where people are yeah. basically, well, there's still, it's, it's still pretty rural, isn't it? And yeah. they're, they're still running around in quite small communities. And, and there's, there's cultures and uh, countries where they're, Maybe they haven't been at the top of the economic food chain like the U.S. and the U.K. for so long, and they're super hungry to, you know, level up like a lot of folks in China that, like, really are trying to grab the bull by the horns on, on, like, working their asses off and they're motivated and stuff like that. Well, yeah. I mean, why is Africa? Why has that never been, like, the top of the economic food chain? Is it just because of years of repression? Yeah. I mean... And... uh, have you ever colonialism met? and all that yeah. jazz didn't serve Africa very well. Have you ever met African people, not Nigerians and all that? Nigerians, not not really. They're fucking cool, man. Yeah, they're, they're really cool. They're really fucking family orientated, mm. um, entrepreneurs. Uh, I love them. I lo- everybody I've met from Nigeria. I've met a couple of Somalians. Uh, I've been to Egypt before on holiday. Um, I know a few South African, white South Africans yeah. as well, and they're all fucking cool, man. Definitely. So I, I can see a time where maybe Africa rises up to be the the, the power, right? And- <laughs> but 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 so much of that is about like infrastructure, you know, and like creating that foundational in- infrastructure so that you can do yeah. like lawful business and get people to invest in your but country Africa and stuff. Must, and that's where they must have minerals, like they and do, shit but loads I, of minerals and shit. Right? I just. And then but the Ch- other the, thing the with Chinese like the, are exploiting them, aren't they? Right. And a lot of countries, I, I think, have exploited yeah. them over the years. And yeah, the Chinese apparently build all the roads, don't they, in exchange <laughs> for these contracts to go and mine stuff, I think. So I think the Chinese have got Africa pretty much locked down. At the and moment. the shitty part about a lot of developing countries is the amount of corruption. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And there's corruption everywhere, but like totally in-your-face corruption that makes it hard to do business and uh, can really fuck over anybody that, you know, the government wants to if they compete with them or get in their way. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, think, I think a little bit of corruption is healthy. And I love Thailand. I love the balance. That, and I know I'm, I'm a Thai evangelist. And, I, yeah. I lo- and I, people, <laughs> God knows, they, they, they know I love this place. But I, I, like, I like it when you can smooth the way. If you want to, and if you have a bit of money, you can make things a little bit easier for yourself. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But is there, the, I don't know. Yeah, there totally is, that. though, because what if you don't have the money? Then it's just a completely unfair system to you. Yeah, but it doesn't cost. Well, 
Yeah, but even the the even the local ties though, if they get into trouble with police, they can still they'll smooth. figure it out. Yeah, they, yeah. They'll figure but it out. what about the idea of you own a business and you don't just pay rent to your landlord; you have to pay it to a mob boss every month as well. Yeah, that, you know, that's, that's kind of lame, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Or like uh, you want to do big business with somebody and they don't even want to do like they totally screw you over and you know i don't know it's just like they don't follow laws you know and then like you know, there's no recourse if like you get fucked yeah. and so Very it, true. it's just Very true. it's slippery slope because i agree with you in some scenarios you know let's just smooth this over put it behind us then other scenarios yeah. like god damn it yeah <laughs> i don't know but it's also bullshit to think there's not crazy corruption going on in the UK and the US. It's just more white collar. There is, yeah. And, and it's worse. Yeah. It's worse because it really discriminates against the fucking, the, the, the populace, the, the poor. Because you get shit like the 2008 financial crisis. Right. Yeah. Where and nobody gets held accountable. Of the highest order and everybody suffers. And, you know, so what would you rather? Being able to fucking have a few beers, get pulled over by Thai police and pay $10 or, <laughs> or, or what you have in America. I mean, yeah, I know what I prefer. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Uh, it's just, it's crazy that that kind of shit can go down and then just nobody's held responsible for those kind of situations like the 2008 financial crisis. Yeah. And they were still getting their fucking, their bonuses and shit. Like yeah. That. But anyway, uh, I've, I've, um, I've written a lot. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll do an episode about this yeah. a bit later because I've I've got a lot to say on this, and, and right now it's not really at the forefront of my mind. But here you are. Um, I was thinking, you know what we were saying earlier about Africa, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I read this story on, on BBC, right? That doesn't it? Right. Firstly, doesn't it feel weird to you that right now when we've got AI and virtual reality? And we're at the f- there's, there's people at the forefront of technology that there's still people not wearing any clothes in the Amazon jungle. Yeah. Like or the hunting and, and yeah. they're still living like they were a thousand or two thousand years ago. Doesn't that, doesn't that, I, I started really fucking my mind with it this morning on my run. I was running around the park and just thinking like, how can the two things exist in the same place at one I know. time? Yeah. It's totally weird. And uh, it, 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 I was sparked because of this... Um, this story on the BBC about this, that they call it in inverted commas the world's loneliest man, which is which is bullshit, because he's not lonely, is he? Is uh, anyway, it's basically um, this fifty-something man has been living alone in the Brazilian Amazon for twenty-two years after last after the last members of his tribe were murdered. Um, the shaky video filmed at distance, released by the Brazilian government's indigenous agency Funai. Uh, shows a muscular man cutting down a tree with an axe, and the footage has been shared around the world, but there's more to it than it meets the eye. And what they're basically saying, that it's it's a political thing because they have to prove that this guy is alive to leave this area of the jungle as protected. I see, yeah. Because once this guy dies, they're, they're going to fucking move in with and chop, chop it the down, fucking yeah. trees down. How fucking sad is that? Yeah. So it's... There's a similar story even, even more recently about a guy in Japan who's been living on an island for like 25 years oh, or something. Yeah. I think and, I've And then that. he had to leave the island for some reason and they're not letting him go back to live there alone. Really? Yeah. But is, isn't it weird though? Yeah. That, that you can't be homeless. You, you can't... Now, now, you can't just live in the woods. You can't just build a house in the woods and live and catch your own food 
and uh, live autonomously. That's illegal. Right. You can't actually do that now. There's no way, there's no um, support structure in place for people to do that. It's right. illegal. Because I, I was, I was, uh, I went down a rabbit hole again earlier this earlier this week about um, the homeless population in in LA, and a lot of these people they they they're ex like war vets and shit. And, yeah, and they so just, that's common. They just want to drop out of society and they just want to yeah. live in tents and they're, they're happy to do a bit of begging and do a bit of busking or whatever. And it's just these people are so maligned and and so um, sort of badly thought of in society, but. Why, if if I wanted to drop out society and just go and live in a shack in why the woods, why can't you? Or why you, shouldn't you be allowed well, to? Definitely in England, yeah. you couldn't do it because there's no public land, uh-huh. so everything's owned by somebody. Right. I mean, we have like the Yorkshire Moors and stuff like that, but I still think they're owned by maybe the 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 royal family. I don't know actually. I think they're owned by barons. There's places it? in the states I'm sure you can you can easily go get lost, especially in the western part of the states where there's a ton in of the land. Pacific yeah. Northwest. Yeah, right. That's where I'm from, but it get cold there though. Yeah. <laughs> so if if you wanted, could you go and build a cabin in the Pacific Northwest? No, uh, you couldn't. No, could you? No. You but would need to, you would need to own land. Yeah. Because I don't think you can use public land for setting up a dwelling and and living there and shitting there and all that stuff i think that there's red tape around that it's just so doesn't it fuck with your mind though when you think that that you can't yeah now you have to you have to own a bricks and mortar house in a city yeah to to be that's the way part of society you can't i don't know i find something weird about backtracking a bit to what you said earlier about how just much of a mind fuck it is that people are choosing to live you know, like that guy in Brazil or the guy in Japan. It's just sometimes your worldview can really shrink to like uh, your yourself and your own problems, and that's what you care about. And then you got to you got to take a step back and like really look at like how different we all live because it's totally insane. Mm. And especially as an expat, when like maybe I don't know, you're working hard and you had a you had a rough day of work or something, and like then you go outside and they're like most of these people don't even speak the same language as me. Most of them have no fucking idea what I'm worried about. And like, it doesn't matter to them at all. And I just kind of remind myself of that sometimes like your problems are so small beans to like everything out there in the world. Everybody's choosing to live and talk and do totally different things and just like take it easy on, on your, your problems, you know? Yeah, man. And I, I think, uh, uh, yeah, problems, like like before, the problem would be your your problem would be that there wasn't enough um, food around for you to hunt, and you'd have to spend twice as long in the day hunting. Or your problem would be that somebody got sick, and you know the, there was there wasn't really any medicine to save to save them right. to save you. Or Those the prob- are real tangible problems, yeah. you know. And have you ever heard of the documentary called Happy People: A Year in the Tiger? I don't think so. Uh, it's a documentary by uh, Werner Herzog. Okay. Uh, and it's a documentary depicting the life and work of trappers in, in the Bachita. Uh, Bakhtia. Where? A village in the heart of the Siberian taiga. Oh, yikes. Where daily life has changed little over a century. Uh-huh. Uh, and basically what all their life consists of is waking up in the morning, trapping their food, yep. tending to their little bits of um, the little garden, and that's it. And they're fucking so happy. And I think this this speaks to an innate desire in human beings to live like that, to to 
to work with your hands, to trap your food, to, to tend to your garden and crops. And I, I think this has been completely lost. Uh, do you do, think uh, we're going to evolutionary, evolutionarily bypass that? We might go past We yeah. might move beyond it. But uh, have you ever lit a fire? Of course, yeah. And, it feels and the great. the satisfaction yeah. of lighting yeah. a fire and sitting around a fire. Isn't that such a beautiful Yeah, that is a great example of... of there's like a, a sentimentality to that that is very yeah. like rooting, you know, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, the human, the human relationship with fire, I think, it, it, I think the reason we find it so satisfying now is because when you were able to light a fire all those centuries back, it was such a giver of life, it right? Was such, it was such a a, a comforting, yeah, that was the word life I was giving use. and food giving, and, yeah, and you can purify your water you can cook your food you can stay warm you can ward away animals and shit with with the fire and flames and i just think that these these like little things like uh, do you enjoy fishing yeah have you have you ever but it makes no sense though right it's like what the fuck am i actually enjoying you know yeah, exactly. But you love it, yeah, right? Yeah. And have you ever, like, as I say, me and Steve Helen, hey Steve, again, uh, we we used to like get dropped off by my dad, and we used to catch grayling and trout in the river, and we used to, because I used to, I was about eleven or twelve, but I was still smoking back then, so I had a lighter and stuff. So we used to light a fire. Yeah. We used to cook our fish. Yeah. We used to sit there. There is nothing tastier. And no better experience than building your own fire and cooking your own fish that, that you, you caught. caught. Yeah. It's such a satisfaction. Nourishing. It nourishes your soul. Maybe you need to go hunting. Maybe you need to get that I bow think I would, out. I think I would like. I think I would like hunting. Get into archery. But I, I think I think that human beings yearn for. You're right. For, for this simpler life, and is it simpler? Maybe it's not simpler. It's just different problems. It's totally isn't not it? simple, it's, but yeah. like you know, farming or. Yes, it's a different set of problems. It's yeah. not less. It's not less, and it's not diminished, and it's not you know one is not better or worse. It's just different. Modern society and traditional ways of of uh, hunting and gathering. It's just different. It's a it's, different. But set it's of more. Problems. It's more like empirical, and it's easier to know the right thing to do when you're. It's like okay, I'm gonna yeah. go plant this, and uh, here's the problem, and I know exactly how to solve it, as opposed to living like this multi-dimensional online world type job where like you're constantly putting out these different fires and you know there's all this interesting new feedback coming in that it makes it uh more complex mm. but and maybe maybe that's why we're all psychologically depressed and fucked because the these things don't resonate with us right yeah you know going back to your point willie about you know are we more depressed now are we more anxious maybe it's because the kinds of problems and the kinds of situations and the kinds of uh, life experiences we're having are not conducive to to a good human yeah human you, you experience. Notice, you notice how fishing, hiking, all those things are excuses of of getting back to old you know old yeah. ways of doing. You know you're gonna have to find like a reason or an excuse to know, go out there yeah. and, and to be and, and I know exactly do that. What you're saying. People but say pe getting back into nature. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> getting back. Like we, we human beings are, have separated themselves from that. Haven't they? Like yeah. you have to go into the wilderness. You have to go fishing. Yeah. And it's like, we've put this barrier up between, yeah. between so ourselves. We all freaking love to live in cities now, you know, and that's a pretty new, that's a pretty new thing, you know, living in a city. And also, 
now it's just accelerating. Like everybody's mm-hmm. leaving these small towns, you know, and they're going to cities and, and you know, what is that going to look like for everybody that yeah. you gotta, you, when you live in a city, especially like Bangkok, you got to really seek out nature. Nature is not going to find you, you know, yeah. like it's not easy to get that fill of, uh, you know, grass on your feet and you got to funk, you got to go find that. And a lot of people you don't, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You've got to go and seek it out. Haven't you? Yeah. But, um, have you seen Ready Player One? Not yet. No. no. Well, I'm really the, interested the, in the, it. The film's okay, but but what what I found sort of really interesting was that they, they live. I think it's Columbus, Ohio, but it's yeah. like a hundred years in the future, or whatever. And um, people have like built upwards. Yeah. So they're living in like trailers and stuff, but they're all like stacked on on Going top up, of uh, each other. Um, and they're all there's all these like sort of really sort of weird metal structures that go up and. You know, and this kid, like, uh, has to go out for work for the day. Yeah. He's sort of, like, jumping down and going down ladders and going past people's houses and, you know, and sort it's of It's always funny out. when movies like that try to make predictions about how yeah. it's going to look in the future, you know? But do you, th- do you think cities are going to do that? They're going to go Build upwards? up? I can see it because now, yeah. now we're even got in the sky train in the skywalk in, in Bangkok. Yeah. And I think some of the shit that Elon Musk is doing, like putting ship, you know, more tunnel Below type stuff. Yeah. Well, we got to figure out more of that. Uh, like getting people around has to improve because cars suck. And uh, yeah. like we, like we got to figure out how to live closely because that's what everybody wants to do. So I do think going up and like changing the plane from, you know, on the ground where everybody moves around to like a few different levels, yeah. you know, could make a lot Have of sense. Have you seen Minority Report as well? Yeah, a where long cars, time ago. Yeah, cars they they go they can go like along the road like horizontal, but then they go like vertical. Yeah, as well, and there's like Tom vertical Cruise. roads. Yeah, yeah. Going up, man. Fuck me, that's a good movie. That that was a good movie. That was kind of really ahead of its good. time. Yeah, it's really good, man. But it, yeah, it was, I could see I could see that kind of shit happening in a, a hundred years. But yeah, because we're going to run out of space, aren't we? And especially if if the if the uh, I was re- I was um, looking at this really interesting uh, piece on on Greenland mm. and the, the you know it's melting. The permafrost is starting to melt. Yeah, and they they were saying um, I think it's about seven meters. If, if that melt melts, there's going to be seven meters of additional water. Water all around I mean, the world. Yeah, yeah. I mean, London at the moment, it's only a couple of feet above sea level, I think. Yeah. Um. Know, let me just Google it. Greenland. Greenland melt melting. It, it's yeah. Um. Sea level. Greenland. Greenland and Iceland should switch names. <laughs> did, did I hear something like that they that it was purposefully like they, they purposely uh, That sounds like a wives over. tale, but yeah, I've heard that too. Yeah. That sounds like another one of those pre-internet things that kids say to each other. So 25 feet, what's 25 feet? It's like 6 meters, 7 meters, 8 meters? Yeah, I think I was right. 25 uh feet 7.62 meters so i mean like uh so what's bangkok so if, if you go we're bangkok, pretty much sea level look at it's like the flattest part of the world right here <laughs> above sea level 1.5 meters yeah so we, whole, we'd be six meters underwater here but it's not gonna go like that no it's, you know it's, it's not gonna but how 
Imag- I'd love to see a, a, a global map. In fact, the, 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 I'm sure you could yeah, find. I'm probably yeah. can find. It. Yeah, but um, with, with seven meters rising sea level, and and this is this is where it's probably going to happen, Willie. That we're going to start going up and down because yeah. there's no fucking lateral space left. It's like yeah, you got to go fucking. I don't know. Well, it, it's interesting though because. Yeah, there's no space left, but if you ever, like, I think Eddie Bravo made the point, like, you fly in an airplane, there's a lot of space out there that nobody's living in. Is it desirable? Maybe no, not, you know, but th- there is space to go, but... Um, there, there is, yeah. And even It's more about resources and, and jobs yeah. and stuff like that. And but, uh, Well, as, as well, it's like, who owns that fucking land there? Right. No, nobody owns it, and you can't live there unless people start relaxing laws about where... In England, we have what's called a green belt, an area of land that you just cannot build on. To keep it yeah, fresh, huh? Uh, yeah, and it's... Every, every way, every year it gets, like, eroded a little bit more. Right, but, yeah. Um, you're right, there is still a lot of space left, so maybe we're worrying about nothing. <laughs> and if, and if you know, a, a lot of the stories about... Um, about population and to be believed and I think yeah. we're going to see a bit of a slowdown aren't we in a bit of a or is that just bullshit have you well? Ever, well, I think there it might be something to that but have you ever seen the graph of popul- human population over time and it's pretty much like this and then it's, it's like a, a Bitcoin parabolic like yeah. straight up you're like puts into perspective yeah and have you ever seen uh, the that website where, it, where it's like births on earth and it's like did, 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 oh, there's like no. a, a ticker of that's like, so people. crazy when you think about the scale of the world yeah. and there's that many babies everywhere popping yeah. out every day yeah like imagine if uh no in fact i'm paraphrasing something someone said on another podcast but <laughs> if you could see on a screen like every single baby that was being born crying around you you know like <laughs> like millions and millions of babies yeah. just like <laughs> popping out of vaginas just all over the world every second it's yeah fucking sometimes it can kind of blow your mind if you think about the fact that there's actually like seven billion other people on the earth like think about like celebrities you know you're like right now they're probably in bed you know over in the uk or the u.s it's just weird to think about like that scale you know like everybody's out there they're doing their own thing can you actually count to a billion what do you mean how, how long would it take you fuck me (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna have to Google it. <laughs> it must take Too you a long. long time to count to a billion. I don't think I've ever counted that anywhere near that high. Yeah. What's the what's the maximum amount you've ever Probably a hundred, somewhere around a hundred. <laughs> when I was like eight years old and I thought it was fun to do. That was my best form of inter- entertainment at the time. <laughs> How long would it take to count to a billion? Here we go. Um thirty one years. Jeez. So if you were just to count to one billion just went one two three four it would take you 31 years so if you were to count to seven billion which is the amount of people in this earth seven threes are 21 210 years years, yikes that is the amount of people that we have on this earth that is fucking crazy i don't know man maybe this is why we're depressed as well willie what well, because there's just too many of us. There's just too many problems. There's just we're just seeing too much, too much fucking. We're, as I said before, we're supposed to be in small groups of people, small communities, and the biggest problem we're supposed to have is is that somebody's harvest didn't come in, yeah. or there's a late frost, 
uh, or there's been a bit of flooding, or, or, you know, this year there's less fucking deer than there was last year, or, you know, they're the kind of problems we're supposed to have, not the problems of 7 billion people being beamed into our heads by a fucking, yeah. all these different news sources, and maybe, I don't know. Have, have you ever been depressed? I don't think I've ever been, like, clinically, or like, f- not for a long term. Like, what, I, what I've noticed, and sometimes lately, like, everything's just a little bit harder to do, like, to convince myself to... Well, lately, like... Not, no, not like, I just mean, like, it, like, I go in and out of that sometimes, you know, where mm-hmm. it's like, um, like, getting up doing like just doing the right thing, you know, working hard, uh, balancing your life, stuff like that. And you make excuses. And sometimes that gets like a lot harder than it should be. And I think that's my version of depression that I can fall into where shit's harder than it should be. And then the thing that's weird about it though, is I I'll pop out of it and it won't be from like, I almost feel like there's a randomness to it, Mm -hmm. you know, like when you're, when you're feeling down or depressed, you want to not feel that way. And you want to try to do the things that will get you there. Mm. But then it's not just like a straight line to get there. And it's not not reliable. Just, oh, I will exercise and I'll be not depressed. It's not that simple. But, and something will happen, you know? I don't know. I mean, that's part of me that thinks like spirituality, you know, there's just like healing that goes on that you can't understand and stuff. And Yeah, I I think you're right. I think you're dead right. And I've been an asshole a little bit about depression and stuff because I, I did suffer with it. Uh, depression anxiety in in early life and exercise did save me but then you hear Ari Shafir's yeah uh, he was on Joe Rogan wasn't he and you hear his description of depression and then you and then I think well could I have been that depressed if I was able to get up and exercise have I got stronger willpower than somebody else Maybe not. Maybe I just wasn't as I mean th- yeah. I think I think there's depression and then there's fucking depression that's the i mean that's sort of the the relative thing of you you know you question if you see you and i look at the same thing and do we both see purple and perceive that the right the same way with like deep depression i imagine there's a it goes a million layers deep you know Mm -hmm. and you know i can't i don't think i can relate to some of those lower lows that you know we can play that ari clip now yeah, yeah of what what that actually felt like to him I think I think it's really interesting, um, and I think he put it across very well. And I think I, th- I think w- what what's good about Ari Shafir explaining it is that people trust him, yeah, because he is a comedian. He he did go there, and now he is better, yeah, and now he is happy, and um, and he isn't a loser, and and he isn't. I, I don't know. So I just think he it's has got like more a credibility. Credibility. Yeah. yeah, that's the word. Yeah. So, so maybe we'll just play a couple of minutes of yeah, this, let's do it. and because I'm sure a lot of our listeners will 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 listen to Joe Rogan, but I'm sure there's a percentage of them that don't as well, and that maybe haven't heard this episode. So, so this is interesting. Um, yeah, just just play this. It's like, yeah, no matter what it is, it's a little worse than it should be. That's an interesting way of looking at it. Yeah, and it just gets tiring after a while. And the suicidal thoughts start happening when you're like, I can't do this anymore. You know? Is it? It's effort. It's mental effort to just like, oh, it just keeps, it's like you got a rock on you that you're pulling up, pushing off you at all times. 
and you just need the game to be over. You just need to sleep. Theo Vaughn used to have a bit about it. I think he probably did a special or something by now, but it was like, you ever want that deep sleep? That <laughs> deep sleep. Like, that's what it is, where you just want to sleep forever. You're just weighed down by it all the time. Yeah, it's like, you know how they used to, like, um, get people to give false confessions by just keeping them awake for, like, 30 straight hours? Yeah. Like, until they eventually, like, they, they don't know how to say no. They're fine, I did it. And stuff they did, didn't do. They weren't anywhere near it. Yeah. But they're just saying, yes, I murdered somebody. Let me sleep. It's just a version of that. You know, where you're just like, you're just so sick of it after a while. Oh, I will tell you that they, I have read about it and they say the people who talk about suicide are sort of different than the people who are thinking about it quietly. Ooh, thinking quietly is way, way more often to commit it. Um, I think they say the people talking about it is a way to seek help. So what can you do? The question was, what can you do to help people? Is there anything that anybody could have done? No. It used to make me mad when you told me just get out of bed, do some exercise. I was like, I was like, you don't get it. You don't get it. I definitely don't get it. Yeah. Shandra understood it once. She was like talking about that. She was like, I, he doesn't understand. You can't even go to your fridge. Like exercise is not even, it's just so far from like no, no way. Mm. Like, it couldn't even get out of bed. What do you think was... You, you were also taking Propecia then. Do you uh -huh. think it had anything to do with it? Because it's one it of the It might have, man. I for sure might have. I mean, <laughs> or what? But I think it was either on it or, or, or getting off it. Here's a weird thing. Let's say you lost your job and that sends you into depression. It's not that it's not related to something. A lot of times it will be related to something. A mom dies, a dad dies. But let's say the job uh, situation because... You can change this. Right. If your dad dies, you'll never get him back. You know, it feels bad, and so, like, it should feel bad. You lose your job, you go into depression. But now you get a better job. You know what I mean? Not right. that you will, but let's just say you did. The depression remains. The cause of the depression is necessarily gone. You're doing better than the thing that made you depressed. But you're still depressed. Because that brain is sprained. Oh. So you need a way to fight it. And pills don't work for everybody. So it's fucking disheartening and getting the right pill. I had a therapist say. That's probably good. Well, I was like, this, this one pill's not working. She goes, well, I don't know what to tell you. And I was yeah, like, and man. in my head, I was just like. He puts okay. it so well. Like a lot of the, you know, he simplifies it. And he's not trying to, he's not looking for pity or anything. But I just, that episode of Joe Rogan, if you haven't listened to it, uh, strangers, give it a, give it a listen. Ari's a really interesting character. Mm. But we've we've all known people who are depressed. Uh, my my ex girlfriend in the UK. Um, yeah, I spent eleven years with her, and God love her, and I love her still so much. Uh, I know she she probably won't listen to this, but she she still she still suffers now, and I tried everything to to help her, and yeah, uh, and and. You know, and people who are close to us on this podcast as well, who, who are in a similar situation, and uh, you know, I always say, just get up and, and go out and exercise, and yeah, and because it helped me, I think it can help them, yeah. But maybe there's an extra layer below where you can't, right? But but then but then okay, so but then what though, Willie? Yeah. What just lay in bed though for what, the rest? What do of you life? think of his idea of like a sprained brain, like? You know, I, I like there's something I kind of look at it as often as like there's if you're feeling depressed, there's certain needs that you're not fulfilling. And I think exercise could be one of those. And, yeah. But it could also be 
like a strong community around you or meaningful but work could, and stuff like that. Can I ask you this question though, Willie? Like, if, if you are really depressed and somebody says to you, oh, okay, why don't you go out and exercise? And you say, I can't exercise. And you say, well, okay, maybe you need to go out and find a job. And they say, I can't find a job. Well, well then... What, what do you say? Do you What's say next? What, all right, yeah. we'll we'll just fucking lay there then. Right. Well, yeah. What are you going to do? I mean, fucking hell, it 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 drives. That's me. why it's so hard to help people in this scenario, and that's why Joe posts the question to Ari. Say, what can you do to help somebody? Like, and I mean, if you listen to that whole clip through, eventually he basically says there's not that much you can actually do to meaningfully help somebody that's in that deep depression. Mm. And it's sad. And, and that that's why it's a really complicated issue that we can't just fix, you know, because when somebody's down in the dumps, they don't want the help, you know, mm. they don't want your help. They don't. And, and that's why like seeking help is such a big thing, because if somebody's going to look for for help, that means that they're kind of on the right track to at least trying to correct some of this stuff as opposed to just laying around. I don't know how you help somebody but in that what scenario. About, what about when someone's depressed and they've got no work Yeah, and then they haven't been working for a while and then they've and got that's no just money. A, that's a negative feedback loop, isn't it? And then, you know, how, how can you help someone at that point? I, you know, I think there's a great, I think there's a, there's an opportunity to have a, a guest on to talk about some of that stuff. I'd love to, because I'm, I have no expertise on that, but I'd love to hear somebody. In my experience, when when you're depressed and anxious, a, a really good way to think about it is that your world gets smaller. Mm-mm. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. Um, like about two or three years ago was the last bout I had, and you find that first, you, your 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 circle of friends gets smaller. Right. That that's the first sign. Right. And then second, you, you, you're down to one or two friends. And that's like the next sign. And then the second thing is you, you your world gets smaller because you then you don't go out of your condo so much. Right. So your world shrinks again. And then next, you're, you can't really get out of bed. Mm-hmm. So then your work, world shrinks again. And what happened to me was then I couldn't get out of bed. And then I just had the same TV show on repeat all the time, Big Bang Theory or something. Because right. It was just like... Mindless. So, so then my world shrunk again and then it it got to the point with me where i was sitting in the same fucking spot in my bed watching the same tv show over again not speaking to anyone and not doing anything and so that's how bad mine got it's yeah. pretty bad but i managed to turn it around by motivate myself to go out every day and exercise every day for 90 days and i've spoke about ad nauseum mm-hmm. that's what i did and that helped me but i just wonder if Maybe I haven't been. Maybe I wasn't depressed. Maybe there's another ten mm. layers below me, right? That 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 are just hopeless, right? Uh, but but when is it hopeless? I mean, so uh, you know, there's somebody close to me now who's suffering with depression. Okay, what what do I do? Do I just is is it hopeless or? Well, you can't you can't take that attitude, right? If you want to help, it's just defeating to to think that. But it's. But they don't want to go running. They don't want to go out running. They don't want to go and find a job. They don't want to go and do this. They don't want to go and do that. What? Because they can't. They say they can't do it. Right. Well, well then what can you do to help them? Don't know. Do you just have to wait for them to, to just, find their own way? I think that's part of it. Is they, you know, you, 
you're trying to put your conclusion for what they need onto them. And it like, they need to figure that out organically. I think they need to get to the point where they're accepting of help or they're, they're looking to, you know, improve their life right Mm -hmm. now. They can't, but maybe someday they will be able to, but that's just, that's really hard for somebody trying to help. What do you actually do in the, in the meantime, you know, such a fucking waste of life. You got to worry about them, you know, you got to really worry about them. Life is so short, though. To spend, to waste like a year or two of your life, it's sad. not progressing anything, not doing anything, it, it pains me because life is beautiful and and life is full of so many fucking weird and wonderful experiences. And we're here in Bangkok and yeah. life's crazy, and you're walking <laughs> around and there's lady boys and fucking male taxi drivers grooming each other and <laughs> fucking. You know, all these different cultures and people saying, come into my shop and come into my bar and shouting and there's taxis beeping. And it's such a rich, mm-hmm. beautiful existence that I just can't yeah, but understand you, you got to be open to that. And like you said, if you keep shrinking your, your world and cutting things and people and experiences out, you, you're yeah. not even seeing that at that point. You know, you're not even perceiving that as good or beautiful, I don't think, anymore. I think you're just you're in your bubble and your problems are all you're thinking about. But yeah. And God knows I'm worried that it's going to happen to me again. Yeah. And I worry about being around people with depression, anxiety, because I worry that it's, it's going contagious? to rub off on me. And I think it is in, in a way. I Why? do. I, I do because you, until you know that it's possible to go to those places, like what we were saying with the high school shooting shit earlier, yeah. Until you know that that's possible, it's not in your mind. Right. I remember uh, a few a few years ago, a friend of mine was depressed, and he said to me, "Mike, I just can't do my job anymore. I can't do like the simple task that I'm supposed to do at my job." And I'd never thought about that. Had never come into my mind before. And then two years ago, I was thinking, "Oh fuck, I can't do the fucking simple shit at my job now." And it never even entered my mind before until my mate told me that shit yeah and it's like it's like these ideas that until somebody like you know gives that spark and blows on it and it turns into fire that it's i don't know so what are some things other than exercise that you think helped you diet exercise diet eating clean eating i mean right now i'm eating a lot of beetroot and onions and and peppers and and uh fucking just cut out all the sugar. Yeah. I, I've cut, oh, I'm still drinking a lot of beer, but, um, so, so that's eating clean, cutting out beer, yeah. which I'm a slave to. And I, and I probably won't do. And it's very difficult for me to do. Um, sun, sunlight, sun, yeah. getting out into the sun. What about socially? Like, do you need to seek yeah. out, did that help to seek out, yeah, it does. Although sometimes your social life can make you feel even worse, because especially if you're hanging around pricks, you know, and hanging around fucking people who are just negative, right? Vampires. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Energy yeah. vampire. Yeah, we know, we know those. <laughs> um, so, I think it depends on your social scene. Sometimes it might be better to step away from it. it that's true. Um, like, especially if it's like a more negative, you know. Uh, from people people's outlooks to you know drinking too much or you know partying things like that like that's not sustainably great for your uh, mental health either. Mm. 
I, I, so I think, yeah, so I think um, um, uh, uh, eating well, exercising, getting out into nature. Yeah. Fucking connecting with nature and sunlight. I think they're the maybe the four things that you, I would say. You know, like I said, I don't I don't know if what I what I go through sometimes is depression. I think it's a very easy level where I always work my way out on my own and it's mm. not long term. But I know the feeling of that I I think I can relate to people that uh are really depressed and don't want to do anything, don't want to help because even when I'm like agitated and, you know, feeling a little bit like anxious, it's like, I sort of feel like often my trigger, like my reaction to that, the first one is like, like don't do any of the things that you're talking about. You know, don't, don't exercise, don't, and you gotta, you gotta beat, I have to beat my way through that. You know, I'm kind of just like, it's my ego or something like locking myself in, like digging yourself in in your bedroom. Yeah. And and like isolate myself and work it out that way, you know? Mm. But, uh, but then you gotta gotta find your path to knowing because it's not logical, is it? Really? Right, that's the thing. So it's kind of like your, your mind health. playing a trick. Then they're not fucking logical beings. They're, they're not logical little devils or angels sitting on your shoulder. It's you know, and 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 that's what it is. I I, I do believe it's like a devil sitting on your shoulder. Depression. It's like somebody whispering into your ear. You know, sitting on your right shoulder, going, Mike, don't go out. Just stay in. Yeah. You know, you're very happy. Don't go out. Don't go into the sun. Don't exercise. Just do what you're comfortable with that, you yeah. know, and, and now think about how easy it is to be at home and just kill time with TV or internet Netflix. or all those <laughs> stuff. It's never been easier. So that's almost, I think, contributing to that negative feedback loop is we don't need, you know, we're able to trick ourselves easily that we're being entertained when we're, yeah. when maybe that's adding to our despair. <laughs> You know, fuck man. And then another kind of negative about being an adult is that so much of your, like so most people's social lives is built around like drinking, you know, like, like all Western culture in the States and the UK, it's like so much of what you look forward to on the weekend is like getting together and drinking a depressant. Yeah. You know, it is. it's kind of it fucked. Is. And most people don't even really think of it that way. They, they haven't really gotten to that level of like thinking what they're actually doing because it's just what you do. It's what yeah. you were kind of trained to do from like a high school on. You know, you work um, hard during yeah. the week to blow off steam. But is that really and God a knows, good model? Yeah. And God knows, Willie, that um, when I when I'm drinking more, it's not immediate. But say if I have one week where I've gone to two or three different parties, we've had two or three podcasts and we've drunk a shitload. Yeah. The next week. Yeah. Or even like the next 10 days, I can There's feel There's residual effects, some of which you probably don't even, you don't, yeah. you're not even aware of and some of, some of you are. But uh, I, uh, I think, it, you know, that, that moderation game of drinking is everybody's got to find their balance for that, you know. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate man. that feeling of... Uh, wasting a whole day of no productivity you know and oh yeah well that's another thing willie i tell you what so so what have we said so far exercise diet getting out into nature sunlight being productive man yeah doing something feeling proud that's an interesting one something yeah i think that's that's an important one and i think a lot of people have a hole there but but then that's net but then depression when you're in the depths of depression, you're not going to do anything, are you? So, 
it's like again a negative feet it's like yeah. a negative loop isn't it it's yeah. like a vicious circle totally Oh, man. And if you're in that circle, it's like you got to find some exit, right? Something needs to shift. And is it going to, that's why I think if you can make it exercise, that is a, a good, easy way out of that, you know, because if you start exercising so much of the life is like the butterfly effect, you know, and it's like, if you go running that one day, you'll meet somebody and it'll, it'll get you a job, you know, and interview and then you make a friend and then all of a sudden boom you're out of it but as opposed to look at some of the other options like okay i need to i need to get a a good job but that's like a daunting task for somebody that's in despair you know it's like go to a job interview be judged not get it failure i'm gonna feel worse Mm. you know so when you're in that really negative feedback loop you gotta you gotta look for any exit you can find yeah yeah and and, I, again, I've spoken about this a lot on this podcast, but you know, if if you if you boil it down to my little theory about um, being an avatar, you know, in a in in a simulation, yeah, yeah. that for, for put your, yourself in those yeah, situations, yeah, yeah for, for your controller, for your for your god, for your guide, for your for the guy that's on the other side of the PlayStation for. Uh, controlling you, mm-hmm. you you've got to go to job interview you've got to go to uh for you've got to get to the park for a run for them to be able to yep. to take you to the next stage 100 so percent. it's oh man it, i don't know but doesn't it's that kind of explain why depression and anxiety are so prevalent is because you need to satisfy all those different things that we talked about to some degree and it's really hard to balance yourself out that, yeah. that you're always going to feel good. Like, and, 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 if, and if every day all you've got to do is wake up, tend to crops, yeah. catch your food, yeah. get your fresh water, and then sleep, then maybe there's no depression to be had because life is simple and right. your day is mapped out for you and yeah. you know exactly what you need to do. I don't right. know. And maybe you're not consuming a ton of media and all this inbound information of all these negative things that are happening or going on social media and, you know, judging, judging your own life versus people that are, you know, putting up Instagram photos. Yeah. People who are traveling all around the world. And today I'm in Australia and today I'm, I've just bought a new car, a new Range Rover. And it's like, Oh God. And and fucking I've done it as well. And I put those photos up as well. And it's just all signaling, you know, maybe people have looked at my photos and got depressed. I'm sure as as much as I've looked at other people's photos and got depressed and, That just points to it being a net negative, though, if everybody's <laughs> looking at each other and feeling worse, you know, yeah. except for those like few people that are, are killing it. And even them, they're probably like sick of, you know, they're probably like, this is meaningless as well. Yeah. You know? Yeah. One guy's probably like, how come he's got a better private jet than me? <laughs> you know, mine's only got, you know, 50 feet long and his is 70 feet long or whatever. Maybe that maybe once you get up the that ladder, then then your problems are different. Don't you think it's important to destigmatize depression though like we always think of mental health as like you know there's something wrong with you and you feel you know you um there's something wrong with you when you're depressed but i think I being depre- mildly depressed at certain points of the week or the month or the year is pretty normal but willie if, if you broke your leg and you needed to do a bit of rehab to get back walking again yeah You'd do that rehab, right? Wouldn't you? You'd you'd go right. and see the physio and and you know get on your walking sticks and yep. and nurse yourself back to health. It's the same with depression, you know. The the yeah, 
I'm so hesitant to say anything negative because I've been there and I and I know that I'm, I've probably not been down as far the rabbit hole as other people. But what, what, what? Okay, so if you're that far down and there's nothing that people can do for you, what? So what do you do then? Just leave people, or is it do, is it medical intervention then? You've got to maybe that's the thing. Maybe, right, that's maybe, a pill. That's when, maybe I've got to start. Maybe right. I've got to tell you know people around me to start taking pills. Maybe. Right, that's the thing to do. Yeah, which is not the answer you want to go looking for, though. You know, it's but not where it, you want but, to start. But if you're at that level, and we've talked about it, and there's nothing apparent that you can do to help. That is a solution. But what what and it works me for some people. as well is that I know a lot of people who have been depressed. They've gone to see counselling. I know two people. Uh, one I've never done counselling. One is my brother from from Nairsborough, and I, I won't say his name, but. I know him and I make music with him and he, he went to talk, he went to talking therapy and lo and behold, six months later, he's okay. And another guy I know from York, he, he, uh, had to take pills for a few weeks and, and went to see a psychiatrist and had a few sessions and he get better as well. So how come I, I think certain people manage to find their way out of it. I, I think the problem is it's when it's depression mixed with, laziness yeah depression mixed with not being proactive proactive and having yeah. a zest for life and, and not really enjoying life and stuff i think it's when those two things combine together that yeah no, you, you're, you have real problems you're, you're definitely right mm. have you ever seen a therapist and like talked out stuff in that regard no no, no I my haven't mate either. my mate who who did that and got subsequently got better. He's, he's always saying that I should do it. No, I actually think it'd be an interesting experience, you know, to go like, or even with somebody like Hamid, you know, to just go in there and be super honest with how you're feeling and how, you know, your emotional scars and your, your history and all uh, that. What, what's different to that in this podcast though? This is quite, this is quite therapeutic, isn't it? It is. Yeah, no, it definitely is. But number one, you're talking to somebody who is like professional. a professional and trained, and uh, especially if it's a really good one that you believe in, you know, um, that's number one. Number two, I guess, would be like privacy or, you know, not sharing all of your shit with, with the world, I think, is uh, uh, changes the dynamic a little bit, those two things. Yeah, yeah. But I definitely. do think having a, having a podcast and just talking is uh, a certain form of therapy. Yeah, definitely. Should we should we lighten things up a bit? Sure. Um, I I want to do a regular segment now when we do these hangouts uh, because we do like talking about people putting things up their bums, don't we? <laughs> or, or indeed up their cocks. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jimmy. Yikes. <laughs> Chinese boy. Uh, so I want to call this segment... Uh, he put what? Where? <laughs> you uh, need a cradle jingle for that or something. No, I've got one. It's got, it goes, he put what? Where? He put what? Where? He put what? Where? He put what of his bum or cock? Um, I love it. So I'll, I'll do a bit of a better one than that. Oh, strangers, if you're out there and you can do us a little jingle for he put what? Where? He put what of his bum or cock? Um <laughs> Yeah, send send a jingle to our dis our Discord group. You can find it on our uh, Twitter, uh, in our Twitter bio. Um, so, here we go. Look at this, Willie. Right, a man came into ER, blue in the face, looking like he was about to die. 
They checked all over his body and couldn't figure out what was wrong. They flipped him over and saw a tail coming out of his butthole. After doing a CT scan, they found a rat inside his rectum. The rat had bit off part of his colon, and the man was suffering from internal bleeding, which is why his face turned blue. Apparently, the man decided to place a condom over the live rat to suffocate it, and then put put it up his butt so its breathing would hit his prostate and he would feel the pleasure. Oh, my God. Can the you imagine made a rat f- biting your colon? The man made a full recovery, but the poor rat died. Oh, my <laughs> God. Where was that? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, is that recent? Uh, I don't know. I just, yeah. <laughs> that's I, just I one of the craziest. I, yeah, that's. I've got loads, man. I've got th- loads of these, but I'm going to save them for our future episodes. But I, That's one of the most fucked up things you, I've did, heard. Did you Sticking ever a live that? rat that- in a condom. There was a always um, uh, a rumor about Mel. Was it who was it? Not Mel Gibson. Um, Another actor. Yeah, that he, he had a gerbil stuck up his ass, up his bum. Um, That's a on. great rumor. Ru- <laughs> <laughs> who was it? Because no, he actually ruined his career. Could, uh, I don't think it was Mel Gibson. I feel like I would have heard that. Is there somebody like a list? Yeah. Huh. Oh, Richard Gere. Here it is. Richard it's on Snow. It's actually on Snopes. <laughs> uh, rumors that he had a ah, uh, hoary urban legend reports. A celebrity was taken to hospital in an emergency room with a gerbil removed from his rectum. <laughs> Richard the claim. Richard Gere was taken to hospital in hospital emergency room to have a gerbil removed from his rectum. <laughs> um, rating false. But, oh, uh, Snopes. Yeah. I don't want to. Re- it's it's quite. Oh, it's it's too long. But okay, basically, Richard will give you the credit. You didn't yeah, do it. But he he lost fucking acting roles because of this. Have you never heard that? Don't think so. No. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Good to know though. And uh, there was a man as well in. I think it was in China that put an eel. Uh, that, sounds, that sounds. That sounds exciting. Yeah, that's that sounds. Well, it's certainly the right shape, isn't it? But yeah, slippery. He, yeah, and. He said that he did it because uh, he was suffering with constipation. Just and he no chance put, that's true. But what's he going to do? Like eat your poo or something? Yeah. I don't know. It's, oh, it's pretty weird what people do when they... I guess it's boredom or, or curiosity or just... Kinks. Yeah, like uh, fetish type stuff that people will take serious chances, yeah. you know? Yeah, I mean, I was going to save this for another week, but... <laughs> um, no, no, I'll save it for another week. Too but, good to save. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I'll save it for another week. But th- suffice to say that you know, especially in the gay world, there's uh, th- there's a lot of things shoved up people's bottoms, which uh, bottoms. Sh- shouldn't really be there, man. <laughs> oh man! But it's just I don't know that like the story last week of uh, where Jimmy was talking about that. Uh, Chinese guy or Japanese guy, whatever it was, putting that USB thing up. It's just what what makes people like you know. Can you imagine now, like scanning around this room and like you're like, oh, a bottle. Oh, okay, let's put it on my bum. It's just what what takes you from that sort of just fucking you know play watching TV or whatever to the actual having that thing. I think up it's incremental. Cock. You probably start. <laughs> something small and then i don't yeah. know you build up uh build up balls to do it bigger and bigger and then all of a sudden oh shit i took this way too but far it, it's, it's the excuses there willie that people, yeah people come up with like i, 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 sli- I slipped and fell on this bottle 
and it <laughs> it went right in my bum <laughs> somehow through the jeans that I was wearing as well. <laughs> Oh no! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he put what? Where he put one of his bum or cock? <laughs> anyway, I, w- I think uh, you've got to get off soon, Willie. Right? What time is it? It's it's getting close to four p.m. All right. Yeah. Uh, let's sign off. So yeah, I just wanted to firstly thank our sponsors, uh, Next Pack. So what do Next Pack do? They're so they're they're like a solution for last mile delivery. Exactly. And so like package theft. Or uh, you know how you, if you order packages nowadays, like you often have to ship it to your work or something inconvenient because you're not home during the day. Mm. This would uh, be a, a process where you could get a specific time, often in the evening, where they could do that last mile of delivery when yeah. it's convenient for you. And and even if you've got like a local shop or a house or something, you can open it up for... Make money, for, yeah. monetize like Uber style. Yes, yeah, so it can be a hub for yep. people to come and collect their parcels and stuff. So that's next pack. Go and check them out. Zest. N-E-X-T, well, N-E-X-T-P-A-K-K, right? Uh, yeah, Zest. So Zest are our other sponsors. So they're a Masterno project. Friend of the pod. Yeah, uh, Mike Dodier, all those guys, good friends of the podcast. And yeah, they've got a nice charitable element to them, which is great. And the return on investment for the Masternodes is pretty cool. I can't remember exactly what it is at the moment. but A couple hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's pretty good, man. So for those listeners who, who don't really know what a Masternode is, basically you buy a bunch of cryptocurrency coins, you put them in a wallet, and then they make more cryptocurrency coins. Come and, then, and ask us in the Discord. We'll tell you exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, strangers, which is what we like to call the fans of this show, come and see us in our Discord group. Um, so it's all over our Twitter, and uh, it's on our website as well, at thisstrange.life. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a link to our Discord there. Come and have a chat with us. Uh, Willie, where can people find you? Yeah, you can find me at Willie Delius on Twitter. Um, or, you know, just want to say, like, in the light of... Um, our topic today we'd love to hear some of your guys' stories on like uh you know the way you feel about anxiety and depression it's kind of a theme of this show and in general i'd say it's like dealing with that kind of stuff and how that's changing so if you ever want to uh hop in the discord we'd love to uh share with you guys there about that kind of stuff two-way feedback yeah that's i'm so glad you said that willie that's great and and if people are feeling down as well and and they don't and they don't know where to go then send me a dm and I've got a bit of experience with this shit. I'm, I'm not saying I, I can diagnose you, but I'm sure we can. <laughs> I'm sure we can help. But we we understand, man, and we understand if you're feeling a bit shitty and a bit down. But yeah, uh, and we'll continue to talk about it yeah. because we've all suffered with with mental issues and and psychological issues on this show. So it, it's going to be a long running theme. Yeah. So I'm Crypto Mickey on Twitter. Come and follow me and uh, at Strange Life This on Twitter and Strange Life Biz on Instagram and come, come into the Discord please come yeah. into the Discord let's set a little let's set a little task for people come to Discord and say Mickey is a prick just come into the Discord and say Mickey's a prick and we'll see how many people are actually listening alright <laughs> alright All right, guys peace out bye adios bye. love you see you next week
can't shoot the icons, shoot the icons, fuck the icons. I can't shoot the icons, shoot the icons, fuck the icons. I can't shoot the icons, shoot the icons, fuck the icons. I can't shoot the icons, shoot the icons, fuck the icons. <laughs>